Before we start the show, I just wanted to reach out and say that if you are loving listening to The Truth Prescription as much as we are loving making it, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, to name a few. And come check us out at www.thetruthprescription.com to get more insights and info, because the truth will set you free if you let it. Right in present tense. In other words, I am versus I hope to be, I seek to be, I want to be. It's I am, and you may not be that way today. But the very language is as you read it, you're filling your mind with what it will be. And it becomes that way. And all of the forces of life open up to help you become that. Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gavis. And each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears and let's get into this. Come on. Good people, welcome back. Uh, Today I interview Mr. Steve Schallenberger best known for his book, Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders. His truth was he realized after some time that his life changed once he started meeting the right people and also reading the right books. And so he really emphasizes the importance of the people in your life and the information that you take in and how that really helps you to create success. We talked about what makes a great leader and why leadership is important, the principles of honesty, vision, mindset, and skill set. I asked him about something that I actually run into with a lot of my clients, which is you have this vision for yourself, this affirmation, this thing that you want to do, but then underneath it in your subconscious, you have these thoughts and habits and things that are going completely against what you say you want to do. And so how do you rectify those two and make it work so that you can focus on the positive vision. And so we talk about that. We talk about the importance of accountability and the key with all affirmations or all visions, which is putting them into this construct that we mentioned, which is SMART, which they must be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-related. And we'll get into more of that in the interview. And then I end with the new section called the one word mouthful that I've been enjoying. It's been, been, been some fun so far, just taking yes or BS out for a minute. And uh, that's it. That's how we end it. So close your eyes and open your ears. It's a great interview. A lot of nuggets for folks out there that want to be great leaders. And we all are leading something, even if it's our family or our business or my favorite, ourselves. (laughs) All right. Enjoy the interview. Good people. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Prescription Podcast. I am your host, humble host, Dr. Sekou Gathers, mindset coach, life strategist. Today, I am interviewing Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Hey, Steve. Hey, how are you? It's so good to be with you, Dr. Sekou. <laughs> Doing extremely well. Thank you so much for being on the show. Just to give you guys a little bit of background, Steve is a 
business and leadership consultant and coach. Uh, he's an author, uh, best known for his book, 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders. And he has recently released another book called Do What Matters Most. So I'm really excited to get into all that and talk to you about, you know, help, helping us to obviously be better leaders, but then also to figure out how we can manage our time better, right? Because time is that that resource that's so valuable that <laughs> we just learned, we just had a lesson in that, <laughs> trying to figure that time. But Steve, you know, the, the premise of, of my show, and it's been going for five years now, is what is that one truth in your life that you either ignored or were not aware of? And once you accepted it, created a breakthrough in your life and business. Give us a story and tell us about that. Right. Well, good job. And it's like, like I said, it's just a pleasure to be with you. Dr. Gathers, compliment you on all that you're doing. Thank you. People that you're helping. Thank you. And uh, it's an honor to be with you. Well, you know, that's a great one for every single one of us to think about a truth maybe we ignored that liberates us. Yes. Uh, I'm, as I think back on my youth, you know, we are, upbringing, our surroundings have such a big impact on our lives. We learn from everybody, but depending on that background, so often it can also be a little bit limiting because you, as you grow and study and meet new people, one of my friends, Charlie Tremendous Jones, uh, shared <laughs> a, a thought with me 35 years ago. He said, you'll be the same person you are today in five years from now, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. And so this is a great part of life. And if you're not thoughtful about the people that you're putting in your life, that'll have a big impact on you, help you see things differently in the books you read, then you're going to keep doing the same things you're doing for your whole life. So this is kind of a habit. So maybe one of the greatest truths would be that is the power of learning the power of gaining new information. And so being open to that and being humble about what you know now and what you don't know what, that you can learn more. So I think back on my childhood and working a lot of jobs and my parents and my dad, mom and grandparents were all hard workers. And I did that. I was a hard worker. I had one of the blessings early on my grandpa actually introduced me to a fellow by the name of Dave Conger, who was a real estate broker in the San Francisco Bay Area. That was such a transformational time for me because I went to his house one day and he helped me start my first company at 16, <laughs> Schallenberger Maintenance Company. Right. And we put up real estate signs, for sale signs, would clean out properties that they managed or owned. Uh, when people were evicted or whatever, there was a change, I'd go in and clean out these properties. And one day he said, well, I've got some things I'd like to have you do at my home. And so I drove to his house and sitting in his driveway were two new Cadillacs and the license plate said Conger 1 and Conger 2. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, holy right. smokes, man. Right. People actually do this. <laughs> right. And it helped me start seeing different ways of doing things. And he started giving me books to read and, and how to win friends and influence people and, and the richest man in Babylon and whole new ideas that I hadn't thought about before. Truths about 
how to manage money and be self-sufficient and self-reliant, that there's a difference if you have a positive aspect in life, a positive frame of reference mm-hmm. uh, versus being a negative thinker. Yeah. That's another truth. And so all these things are being revealed. And, and then you get excited about the scriptures and start learning about faith and the power that faith can have. And so those were great illuminations in my life. And since they started happening, I've really never looked back. So I would say the inspiration of knowledge and being open to it, whether it's divine faith-based knowledge, or it has to do with human relations or uh, business, how to succeed in business. Sure. And that's what really led to my first book when I was 20. I went out when I came, went to college. I was on a mission in South America. In Paraguay and, and Uruguay, right? Yeah. Hey, wow. Way to go. <laughs> uh, you've done your homework. And that was great. And I came back and started working on an accounting degree. Uh, but went out and sold books door to door. Yeah, It was a hard job, but I found that I could make money. And the harder I worked, I could make more money. The next year, I started a marketing company. And the next year, purchased my first company, a publishing company, and a printing firm. And within a few years, we had 700 employees. And uh, they would come to me and ask, well, how can I be among the top sales reps or top leaders, managers? And I shared a few things, but I knew there was a lot I didn't know. And so I began a research that I thought would take Dr. Gathers a few years. It ended up taking over 40. 40. Right. (laughs) Right. I interviewed over 150 CEOs around the world, studied the lives of hundreds of historical figures. And what I was looking for is what set apart high performing individuals from all the rest. And what set apart high-performing teams from all the rest? And here's what we discovered from this research, is that really none of these leaders were perfect, but we observed over and over again 12 things that they did that created this excellence. And that's what we put in my first book, Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders. And what we discovered is that we could teach those principles and regardless of what station in life people were at, as they learned about the principles and started applying them in their life, they got the same result 100% of the time. And so the power is in the principles. It's not really in me. You know, we just observed them. And then so I would say then this whole spirit of becoming your best right. is something that stays with us till the last day of our life. What's interesting, just to go back to the original question, something that you said early on about really it's the books you read and the people that you meet, right? That really cause expansion and transformation in your life. Then I started to think, well, what do both books and people, how are they the same? They're the same because they both contain information, right? So people are like books also because everything that they've learned they can tra- they can transfer over to you, and so it it, it really it, it's it's really just doubling down on your point that information and gleaning information, particularly from high yield sources, is something that can help us all transform. And so, thank you for sharing that truth with us. And just to your point, podcasts do something that's very much the same. 
It's the books you read, the people you meet. Well, that's exactly what this is. It's a forum to gain new thoughts and new ideas. So great going on your work here. Thank you. Thank you. As I said in the beginning, you know, you were or you are really uh, known for your book, right? And as you referenced, you, you know, interviewed 150 CEOs and studied historical figures. For the people listening, what would you say makes a great, great leader? And then the follow up, which is seems like an obvious question, but I don't think it, it's that obvious, which is why is leadership important? All of us are leaders, of course. Every single person listening to your podcast today is a leader. If nothing else, they're leading their own life, whether it's for good or or not good. (laughs) They're still leading their own life. They're the ones making the choices. Right. And leadership, of course, can extend to uh, supervising, leading a team or an organization or a family, uh, relationships. So we, we are exercising leadership. And so your question is spot on. What makes a great leader? Well, that what really was the heart of our research. And we know that. Uh, what makes a great leader is that they're honest and they're true to character. So these 12 principles, if you think about them, it's what makes highly successful leaders. A highly successful leader leads with a vision. It's one of the very first things that they do. They understand that. And whether it's your podcast or in your medical practice uh, or with a team or on the Olympics or on a coach, the best leaders set a vision so everybody knows what it is. So that would be, for an example, what it's in. It's all in the book there so people can find that. But I love this. And not only do they have a vision, Then they set a plan of how they're going to get there. So there's really prescribed things that a leader does. And what we found, Sekou, is that it's both a mindset, this excellence, right? This excellence in leadership, but it's also a skill set. And it's knowing how to think about things. I'll give an example. This uh, comes from some work we've done in the country of Rwanda. And it's an inspiring example. The president, Paul Kagame, became president. uh, He's on his third term, I think, right now. But when there was that horrific genocide that took place about 25 years ago, he raised a rebel army and came in and stopped the genocide. This was a real crossroads because over a million Rwandans had been slaughtered in 100 days by the opposition party. And he eventually became president. And so the question is, how in the world do you ever help this country get back on its feet? How do you give it a future? Well, he did exactly what we're talking about. He created an inspiring vision back then called Rwanda 2020. It would be a safe country, would be a country on the move with a strong middle class, with educated people, and we'd all do it together. No Hutus, no Tutsis, we're all Rwandans. That was the vision. And everywhere we went, we would ask people if they knew what the vision of Rwanda 2020 was. Well, it was transformational because uh, today, they're the second fastest growing economy in all of Africa. It's the fifth safest country in the world. They have transformed it. I mean, they're on the move. And so the sequel to this 
is one of the people we worked with is Claire Akamazi. And Claire, at 29 years old, she is a, a, an attorney, a corporate attorney, and was invited to be the Secretary of Commerce for the country of Rwanda. And as they looked at the statistics, they found that Rwanda was 158 out of 178 countries as the worst place to do business. Mm. <laughs> wow. Claire got together with President Kagame and she says, I've been thinking about this. I think we can be in the top 100. And without even skipping a bit, the president looked right back at her and said, well, why not the top 10? Mm. Right. right. That it's is vision. vision. It's vision. And then he said, now, but that means you're going to have to learn how to do it. The skill set. He said, so go visit the United States. Go visit those in the top 10, Ireland, Singapore. Find out that what they're doing, and let's figure out how to do it here. Let's create our policies so we can do it. Today, Rwanda is 38th, the 38th best place in the world to do business. That's so amazing. these are things that leaders do. So what's a great leader? Well, they're honest so that you can have moral authority like Nelson Mandela did, like Mahatma Gandhi did. These are individuals of great principles, but it wasn't that alone. They had a vision. We will have a free India. We should be independent. Right. <laughs> we will have one country. It's not a racially divided country. It, we're all in this together, Nelson Mandela, but they had a way to do it. And that leads us to our latest book, I might add, Do What Matters Most, because people were hungry for a way of, well, how do we do it? We see that it's needed, but what's the best way to really do what matters most consistently as an individual and as a leader? So that's kind of a long answer, but there are other things. How they treat people defines leadership. Do they treat them with respect and consideration? The best leaders do. Best leaders have high trust. And they create an environment where innovation can uh, be fermented, which leads then to organizations have a culture that helps them become their best. Uh, so those are some of the things that, that they do, and they, they do it in a way that is sustainable so people don't get burned out. Right. Those are a few thoughts, answers that question. Yeah, no, those are those are great. And um, to, to piggyback on what you said about Rwanda, um, for, for those listening, if you want to have a nice chuckle and a smile, go on YouTube and put in Steve Schallenberger, Rwanda, and you'll see a, a cool video of him having a nice dance <laughs> on the, in, a, in a village in Rwanda. It was, it was quite, it was, it was beautiful, actually. It was beautiful. Huh, that um, was fun. But, you know, I mean, he was dancing so vigorously, his glasses fell off. I mean, this is how, <laughs> this is how much he was enjoying it. So you should, you should definitely check it out. So I, just to recap for the listeners, uh, for some of the main points, it's, that I took away was really about vision, mindset, and skill set. Those three things, right? Because the vision is how you're going to do it. The skill, the, the, well, the vision is what you're going to do, and 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 the heart behind it, and the skill set is really how you're going to do it. And then the mindset is the way in which you're going to do it. So it's really important. I I, I talk and teach teach these things to to clients as well. One thing that I, I find is a is a challenge for some business owners that I work with is, you know, if we talk a little bit more about vision. Their top line vision versus what I call the subconscious vision, which is something that we work with. So your top line vision might be something like, so like for me, my, my top line vision is, you know, I share my gifts and insights in order to help people maximize their potential, their untapped potential, right? Now I can say that 
But I realized for years in the past that there was also something else underneath the subconscious vision, which was I'm not I'm not smart enough. I want to hide. Nobody wants cares what I have to say. You know, all these these this negative self talk that also affects the mindset. And so I have my own technique. But I wanted to ask you when you work with people, how do you sort of help them to recognize and rectify those two things, right? What they're really striving for and, and their beautiful vision for themselves and then those other things that are stopping them. Well, you're an inspiration for recognizing and defining the difference and focusing on the one. One of my very favorite quotes from Peter Drucker was, feed the opportunity and starve the problem. That's great. That's great. And, and what yeah, you're saying here is how do you feed really the inspirational and how do we starve the things that don't help us in our life, the destructive things? Sure. Yes. And this is what we want is to feed the things that are good and wholesome that create the greatness in so that you can get greatness out. I think that that has a lot to do with this principle of lead with the vision. And so what can you do? And then it really helps that, and it gets down to what we call as the three high-performance habits that are identified and do what matters most. And the three high-performance habits that help you do that is to have a personal vision. Number two is to have annual goals. And number three is to do what we call pre-week planning. So you just plan out your week before you ever start it. These things, then that's where the rubber meets the road on implementation of the magic, of the magnificent. But it starts with your thinking, right? And the thinking is found in your personal vision. It's really the seed of your legacy and your annual goals that are, of course, done every year. Once you have your vision, you just you have it for life. It points the direction. Yeah. Uh, the annual goals are what is the excellence that you're going to do this year. So for example, 2022 is coming up and you're never going to have 2022 again. Nope. None of your listeners. No. We're all in this together. Yes. <laughs> it will never, ever, ever come back. <laughs> so how do you take advantage of, well, this process of these three things brings it down to an implementation on a weekly and daily basis of how do you do the excellent. So writing down your personal vision it's the mindset of the ideas, same with the goals and the pre-week planning, the mindset to do it. But the skill set is really important of how to do it. And if I'm in a room, Dr. Gathers, with 100 CEOs, and I ask the question, how many of you have a written, a personal written vision that you regularly consult with, look at? It's typically 1% to 2% of the hands go up. It's astounding to yeah. me. I was going to say five. Yep. Yeah. So you're pretty much on there. So here is the skill set that we found that works well is to identify your roles. And this is consistent in all three of the high performance habits. What are your roles in life? Uh, so roles are, for example, a educator. That's what you're doing as a podcaster, as a, a, a facilitator of great ideas. I mean, that's what role you have. You're, you're a, a doctor. You're a father. You have a beautiful family. Uh, you're a spouse. But you, we also are personal, right? Sure. So you have 
we all share certain types, but you're everyone's different. And so describe, first of all, those roles. And then just on a, this is all really kind of simple. On a single sheet of paper, you can just write down your roles and under each one, describe what your vision is. What does it look like? So for example, under physical, which we all have taking care of our minds and our bodies and our spirit, you're going to have physical. So mine, for example, under my personal vision is I am fit and healthy and I live a full energetic life. Now, one of the tips here is to write in present tense. In other words, I am versus I hope to be, I seek to be, I want to be. It's I am. And you may not be that way today. But the very language is as you read it, you're filling your mind with what it will be. And it becomes that way. And all of the forces of life open up to help you become that. I I word it differently, but you know, what you said before about feeding that thing that you want to become and sort of starving the the thing that's not helping you. This is really what we're talking about. And that's one of the ways you can sort of subvert or jump over the the subconscious. And the other thing is, I just, you know, sometimes you have to be uncomfortable, right? Because you're going to go to do that thing you want to do, but that other part's going to be pulling on you and you just got to just push through, right? You really, you really, really just have to feel the discomfort of it and push through. And over time with some repetition, as you said, it's going to manifest itself. Things are going to start opening up. Life is going to start operating in a way that you, you can only really call magical, <laughs> but it's not really magic. It's, it's, it's really technical, right? It's really scientific. You just have to do it. Right. Well, as you do this and keep it in front of you, it is transformational. Yes. You know, how, yes. like under spouse, think of this language. A spouse puts down on their personal vision, I treat my partner like a 10. Yeah. And that's really what's in their heart. Now you set the standard and that becomes the focus. I am kind. I am considerate. I am a good listener. And I help bring out the best in him or her. Right. Ralph Waldo Emerson shared a great quote. It's a classic. It goes like this. Sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. In other words, how you do things. And sow a character and you reap a destiny. But look where it all starts. It all starts with exactly what you brought up. What are your thoughts? And so this is what we're doing is we're creating a process to think great thoughts that then produce great outcomes. So that's it. That's what your listeners can do. And when we say that your personal vision, you think about Mandela, you think about these that I've mentioned, Helen Keller, Elon Musk, it doesn't make any difference who they are, Florence Nightingale, (laughs) Rosa Parks. I mean, every one of them. This is what you see in excellence, right? There's the vision. This is what I'm about. And when the storms come up, they're not, they're not pushed around, man. They just push right through, push right through. Yeah, they see it. Martin Luther King is that way. Abe Lincoln was, George Washington was. You look at these are really fun models and you and I can be the very same. Now, Taking that one step farther, this seed that saying that your vision is seed of your legacy, just imagine for a moment, a long road with big, beautiful trees lining this road. 
But now let your mind go back 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago before those trees existed. And somebody planted a seed or a sapling along that road. Right. And with time it grew. And that's the beautiful legacy we have today. That's exactly what we are doing when we plant these seeds of our personal vision and they grow and they become magnificent. Now, the goals are exactly the same format because you just have a sheet with your roles on it, the very same roles. And you're asking yourself under each role, what is the very best thing I can do in this coming year to be excellent in that role? So as a spouse, and by the way, you, many of your listeners will have heard of the acronym SMART. It stands for the goal should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-related. Well, that changes the behavior. Not only are they written, but now they're clear. So for example, under my role as personal and phys- fitness, it would be I exercise on average four to five times a week. Right. And so you're very specific that there's no getting out of that. You know, <laughs> you either do it or you don't. Right. Right. <laughs> Say, I want you to repeat that again for the listeners. Smart. Yeah. So they're specific. The more specific you are, the more likely you are to achieve it. So for example, our listeners here today should really avoid words such as improved or better. Right. Because they're too general to really make a difference. So they should be specific, measurable. Can you say, yeah, I did it or I didn't. Achievable. They should be motivational and not overwhelming. So, you know, you want to be able to achieve them. And it's good, better, best. Never let it rest till the good is better and the better is best. It's an ongoing process. And then uh, relevant to your vision and then time related. I'll do it by, I'm going to read 12 books by December 15th. And there's a real key once you write down these goals, Dr. Gathers, and it is to share those goals with two or three people that you really respect. And that is a game changer because not only does it create accountability, but it creates a formality where you have to think through what your goals are really like and and are they inspirational and, and can I defend them? That's why people go before a committee in a dissertation. It makes it a little more formal. But third, it also creates an inspirational bond with another person that takes interest in your life. Yes. And so because of that bond, these goals now become an emotional component not just a transactional component. Those are a few tips there. But now your listeners are setting up a framework because they know the skill set of how to do this that transforms their life. The smart technique, I I actually teach this with affirmations because I find that a lot of times affirmations don't work. Number one, because the the person doesn't say them with feeling. That's another, another trick or another part of the technique. But then also they're not they're not specific, right? I wanna I wanna be a millionaire. Well, that that's not specific, right? <laughs> How are you gonna become a millionaire? What are you gonna do, right? So saying I'm gonna become a millionaire by you know spending 45 hours a week on my business and meeting X number of people and making a hundred sales calls a week, that's measurable. And that's something you can say every day that actually has power. 
And so w- w- I'm glad that you're uh, that you're you're saying this for us and putting it in, in in a context because it's really important. Listen, let's let's jump to our last section here. Something new I'm trying, but I'm I'm liking it so far. It's called the one word mouthful. And so I'm gonna say one word, and then <laughs> you, and then you're gonna give me the first word that comes to your mind back. Oh man, welcome to Doctor Gather's show, everybody. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Let's give it a throw. For, this is first time ever. That's right. Let's do it. Vision. Success. Writing. Clear thinking. Money. Satisfaction. This is actually two words because it's a person's name. Brigham Young. Big family. <laughs> <laughs> School, university. <laughs> the guy was a stud, man. He was amazing. <laughs> so we'll say stud. <laughs> Next one. Time. Precious. Mm. Utah. Beautiful. Mentorship. Inspirational. Mindset. Positive. The next two are, are people. Steve Schallenberger. Positive. Optimistic. Roxanne Schallenberger. An angel. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's a great way to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, It was uh, a lot that we packed into our our time here. And uh, tell the people how they can connect with you, uh, where they can find your books, or work with you if they want to, con- you know, uh, do, do some co- some coaching and consulting with you. Well, thank you, Doctor Seku Gathers. What a delight to be with you. It's fun to get to know you, and it's an honor to be here with your listeners today. The listeners can find out more about any of our books, uh, "Becoming Your Best" or "Do What Matters Most," wherever books are sold, Amazon, wherever, in all formats. And in different languages, too. So you could have the audible audio version or Kindle or whatever. And you can go to becomingyourbest.com. We have some wonderful free resources there, such as taking an assessment on the 12 principles of highly successful leaders. How are you doing? And uh, this is uh, complimentary. It takes about six or seven minutes and you get the scores right off in email and It's fun to start kind of getting a feel for how you're doing. So thanks so much for being with you. You're quite welcome. All right, great. All right, good people. Another episode. Thanks for listening. I will sign off as I always do. That the truth will set you free if you let it.